Hello, my name is Nathan. And my name is Braxton. And this is the Capture Society. This is a podcast for all creatives, no matter what your skill set or your passion is. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's capture society. This episode is brought to you by Braden Pitts. Thanks, Braden. So Braden called me last week and he was just really pumped up about the uh, the first episode. He said it went really well. I thought it went really well. I got a lot of good feedback, personal text. I know you got some texts that were personal. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people seem to appreciate it. So Not going to lie so to you. I'm, I count for at least 10% of the views. I, I look back over the city and like where it was watched a lot. I'm like, it's partially related to me. And me. Hey, <laughs> you got to love what you do, right? So, yeah. I was just very excited. I was looking for stuff we can improve on. That's all. Yeah, yeah just, looking for errors. But no, Brandon called me. He was really excited and uh, he just wanted to send some support. So he went ahead and sent us some money to help us, uh, support us in, in doing this. Not everything is free and that, and that it includes this. So thank you, Brayden, for sending your support. And uh, here's your shout out. <laughs> yeah, we'll be having some more stuff that we can talk about in some later episodes, but like just merch and some other things coming out so we'll keep we'll keep you in mind if you are also wanting to help support so all right so braxton what are we talking about today well first two episodes we really hit on kind of our origin story and how we kind of developed and how we we realized this was something that was bigger than us church kingdom work all that stuff but the cool thing about like nate and i is that we both had the opportunity to work at a really cool job that taught us a lot it was it was hectic it was fast-paced but it really threw us and made us grow and develop. And so we want to kind of talk about that, the the transition from the hobby to a career. Because like it or not, churches are so supportive. You could show a video to a pastor, a, a youth minister, or some sort of leader, and, and chances are it, you're going to be one revision away from from final. I mean, literally just last night, I sent a video to a, a guy and he's like, can you just add this at the end? And we're good to go. I was like, man, this is the life. Yeah. <laughs> so Braxton and I had the opportunity to work together at this company in Kentucky where the standard was much higher than typical kingdom work. I got, I got to ask, what's your highest version count? 21 revisions. I think I had like 14 or 15. 21. My guy, I was so sick of that video by version like nine. For me, it was always music. They hated the, the oh, music and that and that's one of the worst tweaks too. Because I believe that my editing style, oh, I like yeah. to get my audio set first before I do any visuals. Mm-hmm. I do audio, and so I really believe like the song is like almost the backbone of the video. And so then when they say to change the song, it's like ripping the spine <laughs> out of a human and being like, put a new one in. Like it yeah. just it is so much work. <laughs> I think it hits on a really good point though. We talked about this episode before we actually started recording it, and I think you had a lot of good things to say about just what we are as editors. So, okay. Yeah. So I'll talk, I'll talk on so that. Talk about that. So I really wasn't fully prepared for what it was going to take to execute at the professional level. But as I got better and better, what I've learned is that when you create for yourself, you are the artist. You are the only person that you really have to answer to. Um, if you vibe with it, you vibe with it and then you post it, it's done. And which is really refreshing. It's a lot of fun. But when you edit for somebody else, you are no longer the artist. You are a tool. You are the artist's pencil. Mm-hmm. Now, I took a couple of art classes in college. I am not very good at drawing. But the amount of times that the pencil looked at me and argued with something that I was trying to do, zero yeah. times. Regardless of how bad I was, the pencil always executed what the artist was trying to do. I think the interesting thing is here is like, 
we really didn't have a reason to stand up to them. We were being paid to do a job that they were asking us to do. So at the very baseline, like we are their tools and we had no right to like not be okay with that. And I like, I think it's important to realize that because going into this job, again, same kind of idea. I was highly inexperienced, had never worked a job like this in my life. And early on, I realized something really kind of profound. It was a two-part trust because I think it's easy as creatives. We, we can get our feelings hurt. We, we wear a lot of our feelings outside because a lot of our content, like it, it projects who we are. And if yeah, someone, it's an expression of your artistic view yeah, on, on, it's, on it's the like, It's a voice. And if someone disses that voice. It's like they diss you. Yeah, exactly. It's identity, right? And I think that's, that's important. You want to like care about your, 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 what you're doing because when you put yourself into it, 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 it comes alive. But I quickly realized that there was a two-part harmony going on here. Yeah, I needed to 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 just show up, execute, and do the job. By hiring me, they trusted me that if I gave them a video and they said change it from the top and completely change everything, that I'd be like, yes, sir, I'll do this. They literally our our titles were content creator. And that is the most generic broad term of what someone can do. Cause any day I could be audio engineer. I could be DP. I could be camera two. I could be editor. I gaffer. could be producer or gaffer. I could do everything. I could, I, I, at that job, I did designs at that job. I set up reels and stuff for Instagram at that. I mean, we did so much under that umbrella. So by us accepting the job, by us signing on the dotted line, they were saying, we trust you as creatives to create. And we had to execute their vision. And so that, that two-part harmony, the people that lasted at that job, that actually enjoyed that job through the stress were the ones that said, because you trust us to create, we'll trust you to edit. Give revisions, I should say. We'll right. trust you to 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 do the hard job and we'll do it with And that's a very hard thing to do when you pour yourself into a video and you do these edits for a very specific reason. And then someone to say, hey, we know we want that to change. It was like, but I don't think you understand. Like, I put this here for a reason. It doesn't matter. I think the a big lesson to learn here is revisions, edits, and and people changing your art is not contradictory to you as a person or editor. It, it's it's a help. It's them saying, I have a vision, and how are you going to help me bring my vision to life? And you can't get upset when people want to change what you've done for them. Right. I, I think the reality of the matter is, is that the difference between a hobbyist and a professional, it's less about ability and more about mentality. So in, ability is important. It's incredibly important that you, you need to be able to execute the videos, the edits, the graphics that your client wants. That's super important. But more than anything, you need to be able to have a professional mindset that says, I am not the artist. I'm just the pencil. I'm going to help them execute their vision. They're yes. coming to you asking for help. And it's your job to execute. Obviously, this is about the secular world, right? We're talking about a job that, you know, you're getting paid either, you know, you're, it, it's your work. How do you transition this into the church and how does it benefit the church work? I believe it's all about execution, especially when it comes to church videos. A lot of it is passion driven. A lot of it is like, oh, well, this gives me the chills, but you still have to execute. And I think that content creators, we are kind of perfectionists, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to my own personal work. Like I could sit there on a video and I can just make tweak after tweak after tweak after tweak. And if it's never really going to get exactly to where I want. So what you're saying is your, your take, like your trans or not transition, you're more from like 
career to back to ministry is I'm just going to, I'm going to accept it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I know that what I've done is good enough and I'm going to let it go. We had a phrase that we, that we always said at our old job. It was don't mess up good for perfect. And I've taken that phrase with me back what, to, what, what does that mean? Like, what, what it means is that even though the video might not be 100% ideal, that the graphic might not be incredibly like perfect. It's still a very good product and it satisfies the need. I'm not, I'm not saying that you should just be like, well, it works. No, I mean, it still needs to be done with excellence. But what it means is don't trip over trying to get it 100%, 1,000% dialed there's, in. there's one thing that you sacrifice when you try to make something perfect. Time. And going back to execution, if the job is to get something from, from concept to finished concept, Time is money, and and that can either be for event coverage or if your pastor needs you to do something last minute. Um, my take transitioning back into a ministry kind of style job is that I I wanted to lessen the amount of revisions. Yeah. If I can walk into the office of my boss, sit down with him, and talk for twenty minutes about the project he wants, I should be able as a as a professional to take his ideas and, and know what I need to do, get him done. If I've, if I've listened and I've respected what he's given me, I should know what he's looking for, what he's not looking for, and ultimately be able to give him less videos that need revising right. and save those revisions for important things. Grammar errors. I yes. am horrible yes. with grammar errors. But if, if the fixes you're making are things that don't, that didn't even match what they were looking for, you're going to spend so much time. And ultimately, ultimately what you're going to do is invalidate yourself as the person they chose for this job. Right. Um, and I think that's something important as creatives. I'll never forget just recently I was at general conference. You were there with me. Would you say that those images and videos were highly graded? No, I, th I think they were very clean. If you would have done that for your personal page, what would the color grading have looked like? Uh, very dark, very uh, moody. clean, moody. Yes. So why didn't we do that for them? The client. And that's that to me, like that, that right there going into it, they would have posted it had we given it to them. But when you look at the page and you look at the photos posted, it matches their feed because ultimately what we did for that conference and what the photographers did for that conference was for them. Right. So to wrap this up, a quick question. <clears throat> You're editing something and you just hit that mental block. You just stop square so in times. your shoes and you have no idea. What do you do? What do you do to, to either fix it, get over it, start editing, whatever? What, what is it? So this is something I developed as I was becoming a professional at the company in Kentucky. Um, I call it the playbook. What the playbook is, is it means that I'm no longer inspired. I am no longer feeling creative, but I have a list of edit techniques that I know for a fact I can execute. I call it the playbook. So if I hit that wall, I'm like, okay, well, what if I tried this overlay? What if I tried this blending mode? What if I tried this? And I have a couple of edits that I know. And so almost always at this point, if I do hit that creative mental block, I'll just pull out a play from the playbook and it'll just keep me rolling. I think it's a good idea. Um, I think for me, it's, I have to take a step back from it. Oftentimes when I hit a creative block is when I've invested way too much time in it. And I'm at that place where I need to realize don't mess up good for perfect. And I, I just, I physically step back. I close the project. Well, you have to, because you'll get dull eyes. Your eyes will get so dull if you stay, stay on something for too long. Exactly. So uh, yeah, that's just a quick question for you. I like that answer. The playbook. Yeah. A little, little top tip for you, you there. Sell it.
Yeah. Oh, I should I should actually design the playbook and then we can sell it to y'all. Speed ramps. <laughs> yes, speed, speed ramps. ramps. Okay. Thank you slow so much. Slow motion. For, <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much. More for, slow motion. More, 120. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining this podcast. We're enjoying it so much. Um, we're on, you know, the major platforms, Spotify, iTunes. Obviously, you can go to our Spotify or our, our podcast website. Also, we have an email set up. Uh, if you have topics that you want talked about, um, hit us up, the capture society at gmail.com. Got anything to say, Nate? Thank you for joining us. See you next time.